0: Recording, yeah,
1: baby. Oh, who knows?
0: ABC, ABR, always recording, always, always recording. be recording. I like that. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You ever seen that movie? No, yeah, always be closing. ABC, is
1: that what that's from? Uh-huh. I've heard the phrase before. It's uh, Alec Baldwin. It's a good movie. I thought Glenn Gary, Glenn Gary, Glen Ross. I thought it was like a murder mystery. Uh, no, no, is it like a Wolf
0: on Wall Street? Type kind thing? of, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Who else is in Coffee's it? Coffee's for closers. I don't know. I don't remember. It's, I saw it 20 years ago. Funny. So I could be totally wrong about the premise, also.
1: You might be wrong. You could be right. Um, you never right. know, bro. Let's have some coffee. Down the hatch. So we're here at the deconstruction zone. <sighs> yeah. It's you and me. I'm here, and you're here. But we're missing somebody. We are. Who are we missing? I don't remember her name. Emily Zell. That's it. Uh you got it. Emily got Zell. It. Yeah. So Emily. Yes. One oh one fever.
0: Oh, I thought you were calling me No, Emily. calling you Emily.
1: Yes. I think so. We've made it up to this point. This is episode thirty nine. Mm-hmm. Thirty nine weeks without a sickness. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. It's first. I mean, time. well, we've had I the, think we've had sicknesses. I just don't I just think
1: we weren't we were on the, the day of recording. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. So I thought that was a pre- I could this morning I was like, you know what? Like there's been a lot of things that we've had hurdles, but this is the first time this happened. Oh, I thought you're No, double. that's what
0: I'm going to do too. That's what I meant. There it is. Yeah, I just always I'm always a producer first. How close is that mic to his mouth?
1: Um So, Dustin, before we get in. Yep. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, rapid fire. Let's go. First, do you want me to be honest or funny? Honestly, I want you to be funny. <laughs> See, what I did there. Yeah. Uh, I want you to be honest. All right. Uh, so you've sat behind the camera for we'll say thirty six episodes. You've been with us for four ish, something like that. Three ish. Oh, like, it, it been on. Yeah, yeah. You've you've recorded a lot. You've right. been in a few. What? And that's all I do is sit behind the camera. Yeah, yeah. That's just, all. Literally I do. do nothing behind. I, I hit one button, pink, and then I usually just play on my phone. A lot of Candy Crush. Uh, yeah. Um. What do you have like an iPhone game that you're no, like? I don't play games. I'm not a game guy. Really? No.
0: I love Tetris. Like if I had a Game Boy.
1: You play I'd play Tetris. Tetris heck yeah. Okay. I don't know if there's
0: a Tetris game on my phone. Uh, on,
1: yeah, you could for sure get Tetris.
0: I don't think it's called Tetris, though. No. It's, it's probably not licensed. It's but.
1: like the Xbox knockoff of Dr. Mario that I have that's called Pill Monster or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: I think those are the wives of Sonoma County. Mm. Pill Monsters. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Okay, so f- what has been your favorite moment or just in thing in general about the podcast so far cuz you I feel like you get a unique the hot wings perspective. Yeah, hot wings, okay. That was your old show. But that was my
0: favorite. Yeah, the, the hot wings del- episodes. No, the one that you, when I ate hot wings with you in your old show. Oh, yeah. That was fun. Uh cuz I like food cuz I'm chubby. <laughs> but uh I so on this one, what's my favorite thing? I Wow. You know when I hear people get interviewed on on TV and stuff, like famous people who actually have something to say other than me, Mm -hmm. not like me, right? I go – I always go like, I wonder if this is just like them – are they really thinking about – and I'll tell you who does, who's a thinker, and he'll pause forever. And he doesn't care how much airtime costs. Macklemore, white rapper from my hometown of the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, so proud of that guy. Um, but my, the most interesting or like, what's my favorite thing, I guess, getting to know you guys better has been my favorite Mm. thing. Um, and not even, I guess I get to know you guys behind the camera, obviously just like everybody else, but we also get to hang out more. I I would say at the beginning of all this, we knew each other pretty well, Yeah, but I would say, yeah, but I would say like, we're straight up friends. Like we're homies now. Yeah, And before, like, I think we were friendly and we were like heavy acquaintances, like a heavy dose
1: of acquaintance creamer. I like that term. I might you know use I mean? that. You're my heavy acquaintance.
0: Yeah, uh, but and and but I liked you, and I think you liked me. But now I would say we're like like we're, I see you all the time now. So which yeah. I like, you know. I
1: think I see you more than most people in my life. I was thinking about that today. Like yeah. you and Emily. Someone was asking me about this yesterday. I have like a, a coach that I like meet with for church stuff, and he was talking like, will you guys like hang out like Emily and Dustin, right. and you know, like, I mean, we record a lot together, but we also spend like." a lot of time together. It's not just like we get here, we press record and then we dip out. Right. Yeah.
0: And I also think one of the things interesting that, uh, that it's a seat that I sit in that no one else does is I look at you guys for hours a week too, editing stuff or listen. Yeah. Yeah. You hear it
1: over and over and over again.
0: That. And I, I edit and produce y'all's church podcast. So sure. First thing Monday morning, I'm hearing you talk about whatever the sermon is for that week. And so like, it's an interesting thing. Um, When you're a content creator, which is what they call it now, it's what young people call it. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm a photographer and a filmmaker, but um, when you're making something, if you're shooting a wedding or if you're making a film, documentary or whatever, like the amount of time you spend with that other person, but not really, it's Mm -hmm. bizarre a little bit because – I've had straight up like in the grocery store be like, what up, girl? (laughs) To like people that were just like bridesmaids in a wedding. And they're looking at me like I've never seen this guy in my life. Like I've seen you a million times. (laughs) Yeah. And I've I've literally like touched up the pores, (laughs) zoomed in to your nostrils, you know. And, And it's weird. It's happened to me a number of times. That's
1: funny. Yeah. Okay. So that's been the most interesting thing. Uh, and before we get into the topic for the my my second question was what has been the most surprising thing in terms of like maybe something you learned or like, hey, this podcast has gone a different direction. I know we made the joke or Emily's made the joke like Dustin says, I'm not Christian enough for this podcast. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's like that could be a surprise. But what has been. What have you learned the most? What has been the most surprising? The biggest shift? Like, what's that been for you? Uh,
0: you know, I think it's been interesting. Well, I was, I'm, ve- I've been very surprised that there's been a full deconstruction of Emily's faith. Like Emily, like from where she was. Not yeah. there's no shade or anything. It's just like she was in none this of us place. saw it going that direction. I no, I mean, and I felt like that shift was was a quick left, you know, or right. Sure. Like it was a, it, that happened uh, pretty quickly in my opinion. And I was like, whoa, like full on, you're not a Christian anymore. And yeah. I like, and that's from her own mouth, right? Like that yeah. one to me was like, what happened? Um, that really surprised me. Like it, not that it could, you could get there, just how quickly it happened. It ha- I mean, it, week one, it was very much like, this is who I was in a denomination. Now I'm with another place that's more free feeling. Sure. And, and, and then that was not even 39 weeks ago. I mean, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then bada boom, bada bing, this thing that she's been 22 years all about about it. That's, that's how, that's what the cool kids say about 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 it. Route it, it, route it. Mm. Yeah. Um, you probably didn't know that. Not even a year in though. That's interesting. Yeah, and then it, that uh, shift. So that really did, that did surprise mm, me. That's interesting. The other thing that surprises me, I think a lot is, is her maturity for her age. I think she's very mature. Yeah. Uh, and then also the way that you've been able to walk alongside of her as her friend first mm. and sort of maybe a pastor second. I mean, we use that as like, it's a pastor and a comedian, Sure. but yeah, we I mean. kind of, we kind of do that kind of just cause it's interesting. It's, Funny. And you're not really showing up all the time as a pastor. I'm not saying that in a shady way and like that's not shade. That's just like
1: Yeah. I but don't... I don't come in with like, here's my like agenda. Agenda to like sure. try to lead you down the path of righteousness. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, it is interesting to think about that because it's been like I think all of us, Emily included, if she was sitting here and didn't have 101 degree fever, she'd mm. probably say the same thing, right? Yeah. That um day one of recording was a very different vibe than week 39 and i think like this is something we joked about. i think she might have said this on the last episode was like people dm like hey i just started like i really read and it's oh, yeah. like to hang on hang on right yeah. and it's like the shift and again there's no shame in it but like i think even she wouldn't have projected yeah the rapidness of it and like we all know like ha- becoming friends and spending time together there's like other things in life happening around us that catalyze things and right. make them faster or slower sure. or whatever right but it's been interesting to like. I wouldn't have guessed not even a full calendar year in that the podcast would have taken on, and not in a bad way. Like I really, actually, I prefer where we're at right now in some ways. But I wouldn't have guessed. Well, that's because really you mean. want her to go to hell. And that's that's how, we're <laughs> that's how we're different. Yeah, I
0: I think so. Like I know, like we've both been divorced. We've talked about that. Uh-huh. When and if you want to watch, uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can go to behind the scenes. Behind the, the zone, behind the zone, on the Patreon, and, and pay this guy a few shekels, and you can listen to that. But episode. not
1: just pay. This is something that's in, like I think we should let everyone. Well, know. Well, it's also Emily. It goes back to the the podcast, the the church, the sure. podcast, this yeah. whole part of the, kind of the wells. I don't know how that outreach works. and whatnot. So anything that people subscribe, give, just draw donate, my phone, <laughs> all goes back into. We don't make money off this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but we will when we're rich and famous. Uh, I do have an idea for a spinoff. Are we touching knees? We're touching I'm, knees again. What's the spinoff? Before you go further, uh, I can't even think right now because our knees are I'm dead. riled up. <laughs> um, yeah. So what if we did another, a whole other podcast? Like in, you know how like the superheroes do uh, metaverses and stuff. Sure. So yeah. we do a whole another podcast where. Emily gets saved again. Wait, hear me out. She gets saved again. And we go through the whole thing and she's so, she starts speaking in tongues. She's doing whatever. Right. And we get after it. Then at, at the end of each episode, we tell them it's a choose your own adventure. So I say, if you want Emily to meet Jesus again and be slain in the spirit, go to episode four. If you want Emily to, uh, you know, throw all twenty-two years of her life out the window. <laughs> that <laughs> and would become take- an atheist. Go to episode seven.
1: That'd be a wild. Yeah. uh The amount of effort it would take to record—we'd have to record for a year and then release it all. That's true, but it'd be interesting. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, I don't know
0: if you guys can act though. Like, can you guys act?
1: Because no. that's, thats what it would take. No, no, I'm not an actor. Um, not an actor at all. So. Uh, well, thank you for humoring me for a few questions, but I want to get into my thought for the day. So I, so there's a group called the Harbor Collective that I lead, which Mm -hmm. is kind of inclusive pastors, lay people, church members from across the country that are like, Hey, I've never, I didn't know people like you existed. So we zoom twice a month, uh, and then do kind of other things, whatever. Just had a zoom and this woman named Rachel was talking about her deconstruction journey. But
0: people are saying that they didn't know that people like who existed.
1: Uh just like inclusive Christians. Like Uh-oh. the idea that like I could uh some of them are like you I mean blasphemers femers? little Bla- blasphemers. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that women could be pastors. I didn't know LGBTQ people could be right. l- included fully in the church. Do they not live in America where you could just do whatever you want? <laughs> These people do live in America. it's okay, weird. So this person, uh her name's Rachel. She was talking she's like her and her husband, like we've been deconstructing for Decades. And like you and I have oh, said, you're really not very good at it. <laughs> well, you and I have been like, we've been this, we've found this term. It was, uh, right. Yeah. A postmodernism. Yeah. 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah. And then it was at. the, the re- Reformation before right. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was like, she used a really interesting analogy that I had not, uh, really at least conceptualized. Maybe I thought about it, but she's like, I, I would deconstruct God out of this box. Right. And it was beautiful. And then like, I just realized, that I deconstructed into a bigger box. And then I would mm. deconstruct out of that box. And it was like the box just kept getting bigger and bigger, right? It's mm-hmm. But it's like God was always put in this box. And I thought about it like, you know, those like little Russian toy dolls, oh, right? Yeah. Like you take out and it's like, oh, there's still something in here, right? It's mm-hmm. like like, good. And it made me think about this idea that like the totality of deconstruction might never be surrendering the box, right? Like mm. the idea is like we're always – we are constructing our framework – Always has something to say about it, right? And so, like for someone like Emily, and I wish she was here. We should have called her in. We should we could have done that. We knew how to do that. Uh Yeah. We it, it the visual wouldn't have been as cool. Wouldn't have been as cool. We could. I actually thought about uh, Easter egg <laughs> <laughs> replacing your Just Superimposing her, like. her face, put a green screen right there. <laughs> um. But we what do, do you think screen. about that idea? Like this. Like if we're always deconstructing, like have we ever fully deconstructed out of the box? Or like, are we always having some box? that we're putting god
0: in. Yeah, I mean, we're we're human beings are experiential vessels. I mean, we've we you have we grew up in pretty similar areas. Yeah. But we still have different stories. You had experiences that were your experiences, I had so we're putting things in boxes right. and writing stories in our heads, not even on purpose. It's subconscious. Mm. And so I don't I don't see how And I don't even know that that's bad to put things in boxes and compartmentalize things. Um, I mean, I think it can be. I think it can be bad and detrimental and hurtful to people. But I also think... It, I'm a very compartmentalized person. I mean, mm-hmm. the way that I even like schedule things in my, on my calendar and yeah, you like it, block out everything. Yeah. i I block out time with my kids, like just because I want, that's valuable time to me and I don't want something else to encroach. So I'm like, this is what I'm going to do at yeah. right this time. And uh, yeah. So uh, no, I don't think that it's possible to fully, you know, be, there's not a per, there's not perfect deconstruction. Mm. It doesn't exist because nothing's perfect. I mean, we're going to throw a little bit of the schmear on it from that experience or that church that we went to or that relationship that we had. We're going to toss a little bit of this, you know, something over here that that we heard or learned or Hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we learn. Even, you know, there's there's Christians uh, teaching that there's pastors that say, hey, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah, right. not yeah. in the Bible. It, you know, it, it's Not even the, the concept is not in the yeah, Bible. The phrase or the concept is not in the Bible. It's yeah. very, very opposite of that. Yeah. God helps those who can't help themselves. But this is a thing in, a, in our culture that's been yeah. told to us since we were little kids. And um, there's, you know, whether or not, I mean, there's full on groups of Christians that believe that. Jesus descended into hell and got the keys to hell like on in his 3 days. Yeah. And then there's some people that say, well that didn't happen. Like where do you see that in the scriptures? And then you see people that are hardcore like you're going to go to hell if you in- are inclusive to people and but I see a Jesus who was very inclusive to people. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm a big fan of being inclusive to everybody
1: and then letting the Holy Spirit sort it out because that ain't my job. Yeah, you're not the Holy Spirit, right? So I so I can think of like for myself and this, because I appreciate what you said, like we, uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, like we put our own story onto the story, mm-hmm. right? So, it's a layer, right? And so like I think about, and I probably said this before, but like I am an includer mm-hmm. uh, and I remember my good friend, in high school who is uh was my good friend it was a guy we like grew up together but now a transgendered woman um like but in both of these parts of the story like i remember as uh my friend who was in just another boy like me like was ostracized for being kind of nerdy kind of mm. uh alternative and i yeah. was like i wanted to include this person sure fast forward like i'm a little more involved in the church we're in our late 20s or early 20s getting out of college and all of my Christians turn my back on this friend as they come out as transgender, right? And I'm like, that just can't be a part of God's story. And so I've reflected since that, like I'm in my mid-30s now, and reflected on this idea. is like, is my own desire for people I love to be included shading mm-hmm. how I interpret the gospel, right? And I think, yeah, I think it's interesting. And I think it is. And so I just wonder, and you could talk about mine for a second too, if you want. But like sure. I was going to say, like, do you have some like a life, a catalytic life experience? I think that's one thing that we don't always give enough credence to, mm-hmm. is like this catalytic moment in my life that maybe coincided with my understanding of the gospel of God of Jesus, all of that, and it's informed how I lived my life, right?
0: Yeah, I have. I have a similar. Middle school story. Um, I was in middle school and I was friends with a kid that lived at the street. So it was a proximity thing. You're always friends with the kids that live nearby because they're the closest kids you can play with. Um, I think I was the first kid, even though we were mad poor. I think I was the first kid to get a a Nintendo when they came out. And so, you know, it was the first time kids came to my house. I was always going to to their houses, you know? Yeah. And this kid, I'm not going to say his name. He definitely doesn't listen to this, but Mm -hmm. he's a Mason now. I know that, but he was uh, probably in the smarter kid spectrum. Kids thought he was nerdy. Uh, he was very, very smart and got good grades and was straight laced. And uh, so, I, but I was friends with him, and I was, but I was like a skateboarder, and I was friends with other like that sort of alt yeah. alternative kid group. And there was a kid that I was friends with, really close friends with. That one day did the two for flinching thing. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah. When you flex on someone and then they flinch, yeah. you two for flinching. Well, this kid roundhouse kicked the other kid in the face, oh. and he had braces, oh, and man. he just was like blood. He just, like you saw his. He just eyes got big, and he what just was the didn't kid that know got kicked The guy the... that got kicked yeah. was like, "What just happened?" We were at the we were in PE, and he just walked through the door, and it was just a gym thing, and the kid was just showing up. And I, like, I saw red, man, like they were both my friends, but I went nuts and I, yeah. I, you know, then it was a fight and things happened. But, um, and I never made up with that kid. Like me and that kid were enemies till through high school. Okay. I couldn't stand wow. him. I wanted to fight him all the time. Cause I just did, I hated what he did to that kid. And that wasn't my reaction. Wasn't cool either. Um, but as far, I don't have, you know, uh, rejection from the faith community, um, story, but I'm I, I think that when I look at the person of Jesus and I read about the life of Jesus, it, it's couldn't be more clear how we're supposed to treat people. I mean, the most important commandment love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, you know, we know the lawyers are like, who's your neighbor? It's like, uh, whoever whoever. Like Whoever's around you. Right? Yeah. Everybody is your neighbor if you see them. And so that Jesus who, you know told Zacchaeus to come down and he was going to have dinner at his house. And, you know, the, the parable of, uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector, mm, you know, I mean, you're, yeah. It's like, Oh, thank God. I'm not like you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like that lowly person. And then that guy, the tax collector's like, just thank you for letting me even be here. Like, yeah. Thank you for letting me, you know, be in your synagogue. And, you know, it, those are all the things that I go, man, like how arrogant is it of us? human beings to decide down here who Mm. is and who is not uh, okay for heaven. Yeah. When that's not our job. Yeah. We, we, I feel like the helper's job is very clear. And by that, I mean the Holy Spirit. Yeah. the Holy ghost.
1: Just for any of our non uh, Bible. Yes.
0: So that's a Christian thing, but in the Bible, Jesus says, I'm going to send a helper. Yeah. And so the helper is supposed to do what? Help. Yeah. And what does that help? I mean, is it, is it helping guide us? And I don't know. I don't know all the things, but I know that, um, I believe that it's not my job to carry a pitchfork Mm -hmm. and a torch and a sign telling you all the things you're doing wrong. Yeah. I think it's much more effective to be a reflection of who I believe Jesus was and is And that is light in dark places. And so to pile on to somebody who is transgendered or uh, LGBTQ or queer, whatever it is, to pile onto that person um, pain of any kind.
1: Yeah. Or say you're out, right? Does
0: not say to me, this is what Jesus would do. No, Jesus kicked it with all of the outcasts. If you're not a church person, Okay, Jesus was a rabbi. Rabbis had to go through rabbinical school, uh, and they would be cut year over after year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kindergarten, did you make the cut? Okay, cool. Right. First grade, second grade, I don't know what the grades were, but they would get up through graduation, and then you're a rabbi, you're a teacher of the religious you know the other rel- people, so you were uh, allowed to teach You're in the The synagogue. best of the best, right? The elite man. This is like Ivy League, and most right. people didn't make it. And other rabbis had disciples that would um, listen to their teachings. This is how they interpret the Torah, and then they would, you know, uh, follow them because they felt like that interpretation was the correct interpretation. So they would follow those rabbis, and but they were always graduates. <laughs> Or at least continuing on. Not Jesus. Jesus is like, uh, let me find the dirt bags. Let me find the losers. Let me find the kids that got flunked out in first grade because they didn't bring a pencil or couldn't write their name. Yeah. And they're out on their boats with their dad, or they're doing whatever they're doing. I mean, everyone hated tax collectors. He's going after them. He's hanging out with women that were known prostitutes. Not hanging out in a sexual way, but like. But a in group a of people that were way. as
1: marginalized as you could have been in the. A- world yeah. that didn't have high views of sexuality or women, right. right?
0: I've been writing a book for 10 years called Mohawk Jesus uh-huh. and it it it's just about how I, like, my the story my story, and it'll never get published, but like, it's just something that like I have to do, yeah. I feel like and it's just a, the idea that Jesus would be hanging out, you know somehow Jesus would be hanging out in strip clubs, he'd be hanging out with heroin addicts, he would be hanging out with Trump supporters, he would be hanging out with the li- li- liberals, you know, he, yeah. would, he would be hanging out with people that are on the farthest reach that we all think are dirtbags. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Regardless of where you sit, if you think they're a dirtbag, right. Jesus would have been like, I'm probably going to hang out with you. Well,
0: collective dirtbags too. I mean, all of the Jews did not like the other Jews that were tax collectors. I mean, that was collective.
1: Yeah. There was a collective hatred. But I, I also think, yeah, but I, yeah, I, I you go ahead. Sorry. No, I just, I, I love all of what you said just as a this popular manager talking and I think we could link it in the the episode but like a great video to watch is and I don't link Numa videos do you remember Numa videos? Yeah. Yeah. Do you Have you ever watched Dust? I've watched them all many times because they
0: helped me get my film start like that's what made me want to make films. So
1: Dust is a Rob Bell video they're called Numa videos Uh, I think I think Numa is the website has been taken down, but if you Google Rabel Numa Dust, you can find it. It's N-O-O-M-A. Yeah, N-O-O-M-A. Uh Rabel Dust. Mm-hmm. And essentially unpacks that even further. This idea that like uh his his whole story is like you walk so close to your rabbi, you're covered in the dust of right, your rabbi, right? right, right? Yep. And like you're covered, but talks about going through the three different levels of rabbinical school and like all of Jesus' 12 didn't make it through step one, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they, were, they weren't they were not the best of the best. Right. They were the worst of the worst. That's right. And, and I love that. And then my favorite passage currently, like, you go through phases, right? You have your life first or your whatever. But the Pharisee and the tax collector I'm geeking out on right now, yeah. like, for the last couple of years in the sense that, like, the, the tax collector in there has no pretense. He has no... Uh, no level of like I'm <laughs> – we, we all want to be good, right? Like I'm good. He's not talking about how good he is. He's not talking about what he's done. He's not talking about anything. And there's no no clue to say he ever comes back and repents for his sins or uh, gets any better. Or sorry, the tax collector? Sorry, the tax collector, that he never comes back and gets any better. We don't yeah. know that he does. Right. Uh, well, and we don't know we, – we know
0: he's a tax collector. That's all we need to know. In yeah, reference to his standing. Yeah. So when he came into that synagogue to pray or to do whatever he was
1: there to do, you know he was catching like Side evil eye. eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you think about like that, and that's another rabbit trail. But you think about the people that like, and we're church people, right? Like, um, and I've tried to create an inclusive community at the well. It's like no one should feel any sort of way about coming in. You should feel welcome. Mm hmm. But think about that one guy or gal that's come in at some point in your life. Like, there's someone. Sure. Um, like, for a group of our congregation, like, if you were trump supporter and you came in, they'd be mm-hmm. like, what is this guy doing right. here? And we have Trump supporters. They wear MAGA stuff, and they're welcomed, and mm-hmm. I love that. We have people that are like, if I saw a Biden person come in, I'd be like, screw this guy, right? Mm-hmm. We have probably people that feel some sort of way about lgbtq people right Mm -hmm. and people of color and ex women in leadership like you could probably make it but what i've appreciated about our church is it's like we've made this our mantra like your seat at the table shouldn't cost anyone else's seat at the table like inclusion doesn't just mean inclusion of one group it's inclusion of all people and i love what you said earlier like let's let the helper let's let the holy spirit Mm -hmm. like the advocate do the work we're creating a place that it's like we want people to come together But – and we're not perfect, so don't hear me say that. But I I would say, like, I think it's interesting that it's, like, that – we're really into homogeneous communities of people that think, mm -hmm. look, talk, and believe like we do. But it's harder to create somewhere where it's, like, any level of tension of, like – because think of how uncomfortable it would be if, like, you walked in, like, to a church and whatever your mortal enemy was, you saw them there. Like, you don't feel comfortable anymore. But, like – No. Is that a part of what we're – Well, and here's what – here's one of the things that I
0: think is interesting is that there isn't – I'd love to see you guys do a thing where there's a roundtable discussion. Sure. And you have people who are trans, people who are LGBTQ, and then people who have a lot of questions like that are still just trying to figure it out because I think that there's a lot of people – and I'm in this category – that yeah, I'm you're not, at figuring it out. I'm not like I'm fully woke, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to try to pretend like if yeah. I if I go around the corner at the grocery store and I see a six foot four trans woman that I it doesn't I don't go gee like it's not I'm not making fun or throwing shade or being disrespectful. Sure. it's 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 still shocking to me sometimes. Okay, yeah, and I will say that there's been there's been plenty of times. Where, I don't know what the goal is of a trans woman, right? Like, is it Kim Kardashian attractiveness or whatever? But I've seen, absolutely, you wouldn't, you could not tell. And I don't even know right now if I'm allowed to say these things. So this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that, like, I, you know my heart.
1: I know your heart, And I have
0: no, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to put, you're at the
1: core of you, one of the most inclusive people I know. So.
0: But thank you. But I also still have feelings that are that happen inside of my dome and in my heart. Yeah. And I and I want to mm-hmm. be able to understand better. But I also am just so constantly afraid that I'll say the wrong thing or make a mistake. And there's there's no safe place for that.
1: Yeah. Well, why don't you try it on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Let's uh let the dogs go by. Well, I will say this. So I just so I'm. Uh, I don't. know. This will come out after this message. But yeah, I'm like, I
0: like. I like to do the, my things big, where they just broadcast yeah, it. Yeah, I like people
1: that. then they just hate me. So, <laughs> so I'm prepping for my sermon that'll come out. It'll already come out by the time this happens. Oh. But um, it's about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and yeah. like I, I kind of make this argument. Like Jesus is gives us the most beautiful picture of vulnerability of what God desires of us. Kind of in three levels, right? So he's vulnerable with the disciples. And I don't know if you know the story or not. Our listeners maybe don't know the oh, story. Oh, I know right? the story, bro. Um, <laughs> so Jesus, like, he goes into the garden, right? He takes the 12 with him, but he takes three, Peter, James, and John, a little further with him, right? And they go into the garden. And he's, like, essentially gives them, like, hey, don't fall asleep. Right. He and gives I'm, them one rule. One rule. But I'm going to go pray. They spoil it, they fall asleep. Immediately. Immediately. But he goes in, and Jesus is, like, hey, like, uh, Abba, Father, like, God, Daddy, Father, like... Uh. Like, if there's any way, any other way Mm. for this to be fulfilled. Like, I'm talking, like, not me, someone else, a a different plan. Let this cup pass, right? Like, give me... Give me any other way. But what does he end it with? If not my will, let your will be done, right? Yeah. And I think it's an amazing story, right? So it's like he's really vulnerable with his disciples. He's like, I'm going to bring everyone with me, but I'm going to bring a few real support people a little further. I tell them exactly what I want. I don't ask them for feedback. I'm just like, this is who I am. This is what I think, right? Like, don't fall asleep. Be with me. Support me. They let him down, but at least he's honest, right? Yeah. He's really honest with God, right? He's like, I don't want this to happen. We never talk about Jesus in that way. And he's like, if there's any way. Mm-hmm. please but then he's and he, on,
0: he already knows there's no other
1: way and he already knows but then he's honest with himself in that he's like but it's not my choice right. like i trust you i believe you it's your sovereign god's sovereignty god's plan not my own and i love this idea and this is baby maybe bad christology uh but like i see jesus trying at least to put on the garments of selfishness for a second be like sure not my will
0: well, or, no, sorry, not my will, but yeah. like,
1: there's any other way. But then he's like, "But it's not my will." Yeah, but it is his will. It's, this is the whole mind-boggling
0: situation, right? Because right? well, he is God, and then, but then you're like, "Okay, what I see in that is his humanity." Yeah, like, like he, give us the He's afraid. Of I mean, yeah. the Bible says that that he sweats blood. That he sweat blood, and and you know, I've even looked at the research of that, and scientists. Explain how it works. Yeah, there's a way to
1: sweat. Like you can get so stressed out. That it, you sweat it's blood. a
0: level of, you know. Nowadays we go, I got a paper cut and I stubbed my toe on the same day. I have trauma. I need to go see <laughs> the therapist, right? G- he was so worked up, he sweat yeah, blood. Sweat blood. I put my pants at a Chipotle once, but that's not the same thing.
1: You know, I've thought about telling my. <laughs> pants pooping story on this podcast. I won't today, but maybe that'll be a behind Listen, the zones episode. That'd
0: be good. I'll tell my story too. All right, I like that. I'm
1: going to use it in my comedy when we're at uh, it's one of my uh, Union. Yeah. But I do. So I'll, to go back to that, like, I think there's this really cool level of like, God is vulnerable with God's friends, God's own mm-hmm. self. Like if the way you want to look at the whole Trinitarian aspect of it. But when I think about like you being like, am I going to get canceled for saying like X, Y, or Z thing? Mm-hmm. It's like, We've lost the ability, and this all ties into deconstruction. If Emily was here, like, she'd be a part. Like, I think that's what makes this conversation so enticing and provocative is, yeah. like, there's no place right now in Christian culture to just be like, I think this is all bullshit or yeah. um, I don't fully understand this or but see, even, even, whatever. But even,
0: even that, though, oh, this is all BS. Like, I think that I, I agree with you. There's not a place for it. But I would, I would say to that person, hold on a second can can you rephrase that so that because you can think that right right but like can you rephrase it so that the people that are sitting around the table that don't feel that way don't feel yeah. attacked because i think right off the bat like i agree i'd like there to be a place where there could be more openness it seems yeah. like like trump supporters and you know they have no problems like we're not going to be woke and we're going to talk about For the sure. things and i and i agree with some of the things that they say and i disagree with a lot of things they say both sides you know of the coin but i it's super hard unless you know people's hearts like where they're coming from do they have an agenda are they
1: trying to well i think it goes back to even what you said almost five Mm -hmm. minutes into this after we got kind of through the opening stuff like we're friends Mm -hmm. like i think that's what we're missing in this world it's like Mm -hmm. we are like we're not benefit of the doubt yeah and we're not creating like great friendships with people and my, so my ex-wife and I too, we're not great friends. One of the things that we say in our, assume best intent, right? So we don't have great friends that we trust that we can have real conversation with, but with non-friends, I don't think we always assume best intent. And it's like, how do we create those? Yeah. We've been, we've been hurt.
0: So we put up the wall, you know, Trump, Trump supporters pull out the six shooters, you know, it's whatever it is, right? Like, you know, that, that makes it, and here's my problem. And this is just me personally, but I try to be funny by shocking people. Yeah, and that's part of my personality. You're a shock jock. And I know, I know that well, I'm not really a jock. I don't really work out. Mm-hmm. Jockey again? No, I couldn't sit on a horse. <laughs> I might be the horse. Um, so, you know, that's the thing where we don't have. Like, I want to be shocking, and I used to be really good at it and funny. You know, and right. now you can't do that anymore because. It's not okay. It's
1: not funny anymore.
0: It's still funny. I
1: don't care who you yeah. are. It's still funny, yeah.
0: E- yeah. except for when it's at the expense <laughs> so- of someone else. And it, and here's the problem: even if they're not, if they're in the room, of course, then you're just a jerk. But if they're not in the room, you could still be changing someone's opinion yeah. of a certain group of people. Yeah, because think- you know you don't know how people look up to you. You don't know how people what they're listening the, and how they view you. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
1: Yeah. Well, for, I don't know how to do this in a weird way or not weird way, but for anyone watching on YouTube, they've known for the last 15 minutes that I've had to go pee. Oh yeah. Well, we're 38 minutes in. So So I got to go pee. So I think this is the only time to end this episode. I love it, man.
0: I love it. Hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to use the restroom and when you're on your way up the stairs, embrace the journey. See so how I did that. I like that. <laughs>